You are in so much trouble, my cousin Inaya informs me with obvious joy when she opens my front door to let me into my house. Ugh, what are you doing here? I demand, pushing my way past her, dumping my school bag in a corner and grabbing a bag of watsits from the kitchen. Inaya follows me. I wish I knew. Mum made me come here, even though I've got so much homework to do. You've no idea. I roll my eyes and cram a handful of delicious cheesy watsits in my mouth. Inaya is always banging on about homework. Just so she can remind everyone that she won a scholarship to a private school last year. Like anyone cares. Wow, what a massive tragedy for you, I mutter, pouring myself a glass of water and swigging it down. I know. She leans back against the wall. Despite it being the end of the day, her posh school uniform looks like it's just been ironed. Her long black hair is entirely contained in a neat plait, and even her stupid white socks are pulled up. Still, she says with a glint in her eye, watching you getting yelled at might make it worth my while, I suppose. What are you on about? I ask finally. Anaya makes a smug face. She loves holding her knowledge over me like an evil supervillain and dragging out every second. Your granddad rang, she says at last, and a heavy stone of dread thunks into my stomach, because I've just remembered where I should have been this afternoon. He wanted to know where you were, and your mum said she thought you were working with him, so then she rang the school and found out you were in detention instead. I swear under my breath. Getting told off is bad enough without having Anaya here to witness it. She's the perfect child, and I'm just... not. Not perfect, not clever, and not well-behaved. I gave up trying to keep up with her years ago, when I was the only other kid at a stupid lame birthday party, and all her presents were textbooks and school equipment. I mean, what sort of life is that? Danny, is that you? Mum calls to me from the other room. I finish my water and put the glass down. Better not keep her waiting, Inaya sings, and I accidentally stamp on her foot as I march past, enjoying the crunch of her toes under my shoe and her yelp of pain. Danny! My Aunt Rika cries, standing up when she sees me and opening her bangled arms wide. Come give your auntie a hug. Happy to delay the inevitable telling off from Mum, I let her squeeze me for way longer than I usually would. When I eventually step back, she grabs my face in both hands and shoves my cheeks together till I look like a fish. Such a handsome boy, she says, and I can't help puffing my chest out a teeny bit. If only you would brush your hair and tuck your shirt in. My chest deflates and I wiggle away so I can face mum and get it over with. Your granddad rang, she says eyeing me over the top of a mug of tea. Yeah, I know, I gulp. Look, I'm... Mum cuts me off. Best hurry over there now. My dad's been working much too hard lately, and it sounds like he needs your help. I'm startled into silence. Why isn't she shouting at me for lying to her and getting into trouble at school? Why isn't she moaning about how I don't work hard enough and wishing I'd just try a bit harder because look how well your cousin Anaya has done. I glance at Anaya, and her disappointed face almost makes me laugh. Right, yeah, I'll go over there now. I say quickly before she can change her mind. Maybe mum will shout at me later, but at least Anaya won't be there to witness it. Oh, wait, mum says, as her gaze drifts away to meet Aunt Rika's for a moment. 
Can you take your cousin with you, please? Give us a bit of peace to catch up properly. I groaned silently. I might have known Mum would find a way to punish me somehow. Er, uh, no, it's all right, Auntie Leanne. In eyes says quickly. Danny should go and see his granddad on his own. I'll stay here. I've got homework to get on with. Yeah, see, Inaya has homework, I add, feeling a teeny smudge of gratitude to Inaya. There's no way Mum will be able to argue against homework. The fresh air will do you good better, Aunt Rika says, tucking her bare feet under her on the sofa and dunking a biscuit in her tea. Go with your cousin. Your aunt and I have a few important things to discuss. Of course, Mum. Inaya kisses her mum on the cheek and waits politely for me to move. I huff down the hallway with my perfect cousin, hanging on my heels like an annoyingly well-groomed dog, and head out onto the estate. Inaya doesn't say anything as we walk, but her shoulders are hunched up near her ears, and she keeps glancing around her all the time like she's being followed. What's up with you? I ask. Sad because you missed out on seeing me get in trouble? Nothing's up with me, she says jumping at the random slam of a car door. What, do you think you're going to get mugged or something? She shrugs. It's not my fault your estate has a bad reputation. I grind my teeth. Honestly, just because it's a council estate doesn't mean it's dangerous. It's more like a big family. Somewhere you can belong. Somewhere you feel safe. That's fake news, Inaya. No one's going to mug you. However... I am considering whether it's possible to accidentally lose her somewhere. I mean, it would be easy though. My estate is massive, and if you don't grow up here, it's almost impossible to find your way around. I reckon if I'm clever, she might not turn up again till Christmas. I hurry her through one of the garage blocks that line the far edge of the estate and across the concrete playground. I turn left, past a block of flats where my best mate Modge lives, and then swing right down an overgrown, rubbish-strewn alley and try to lose her. But no such luck. Inaya stays glued to my heels the whole way to my granddad's block and follows me up the concrete steps to the first floor. I really hope my granddad's not too annoyed about me being late. I hate it when he's upset with me. I've been helping him out a fair bit lately because it's a lot of work being a caretaker on an estate this size. And mum was worried it was getting a bit too much for him. I'd promised to help with setting up this new batch of smoke alarms today. But then I got this stupid detention from Mr. Ossard for something I didn't even do, and I forgot to ring him, and now it's all a big mess. Ugh, what's that smell? Inaya demands, wrinkling up her nose. I can't smell anything, I insist, which isn't exactly true. All the stairways pong of we a bit, if I'm honest, but I hardly notice it anymore. They're still fun to mess about in. The whole estate is good for that, actually. There are so many alleyways and ramps and balconies and sheds that me and Modge never get bored. But Modge isn't here. Instead, I've got little Miss Boring trailing behind me down the balcony to my granddad's flat, with one hand dramatically clamped to her nostrils. I knock on the door a few times, but there's no answer. So I peer through the letterbox. Granddad? I yell, because he's a bit deaf now, and he doesn't always hear me. There's still no answer. What now? Inaya asks, with a long-suffering sigh. He must be at the workshop already. I tell Inaya, a squirrel of guilt scurrying around my gut because he'd have to carry all the smoke alarms over there by himself, and there were loads of them. It's not far, 
Don't worry. I'm not worried. You look worried. Well, I'm not. She hurries back down the hall. Good, because it's perfectly safe here. I call after her. Just because we're poor doesn't mean we're all criminals, you know. I never said you all were. She snaps. Good, just most of you. She adds, under her breath. That is so not true. Most people here are really nice. And definitely way more fun than the miserable snotty neighbours who live in a fancy cul-de-sac. Oi! Keelon Bully Malloy pipes up out of nowhere, as if he was hanging around just waiting to prove me wrong. Where do you think you're going, Daddy Dorado? He's planted himself right between us and the landing, arms crossed, trouble written all over his face. His brother Sags is behind him, trying to look menacing. They're not exactly criminals, but the Malloy family are definitely in training. What do you want? I demand. Keelon holds out his hand. Gotta pay a toll if you want to get past. A toll? Get stuffed. What? He says, leering at Anaya. Your posh girlfriend doesn't look like she's got a few quid. She's not my girlfriend, I tell him. And we're not giving you any money, just move. I stand my ground and try to not let my knees wobble. Keelon is two years older and three inches taller than me. In a fight, he'd flatter me. I know that, and he knows that. But if I give in just once, he'll never stop bullying me, will he? And besides, I can't let Anaya see me get pushed about on my own estate. I'm not going anywhere, and neither are you two, Keelon snarls. Yeah, Sags agrees, always super brave when he's hiding behind one of his older brothers. My brain starts frantically working out a plan, but I don't think magically learning to fly is going to happen somehow. This is a free country. I demand you let me pass, Inaya says, glaring at Keelon and making everything about 50 times worse. Keelon and Sags snort with laughter. Ooh, get her, Keelon says. While Sags does a high-pitched impression of her voice that makes them laugh even harder. Shut up, you ignorant Neanderthals, Inaya yells, her fists clenched in rage. I can tell this is not going to end well. All right, I shout over the noise they're making. I'll give you a quick Keelon. Just let us pass. Danny, Inaya hisses. You can't reward this sort of behaviour. I ignore her and show Keelon my last pound coin. Keelon shoots Inaya a smug look and holds his hand out. I press the coin into his palm and he moves aside. I grab Inaya's arm and pull her quickly down the stairs behind me while she mutters about me being a coward. Oi! Sag shouts over the balcony. This isn't a pound, it's a poxy swimming locker token. You're welcome, I yell back. Serves them right for not noticing when I switch the coins. You just wait, Danny Dorado. We'll get you and your stupid little girlfriend. Keelon promises. She's not my girlfriend, I yell back. But they're not on the balcony anymore. They're coming after us.